Recorded during the plague year 2021, this is the Andromeda Minute, a show where Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays we go over one minute of Robert Wise's all-too-timely 1971 techno-thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of TV, of, uh, one minute of screen time, that's what it is, per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I am the captain, also known as your occasional substitute host for pretty much all of my husband's podcasts. Yes, when, when people don't show up, you're you're my you're here Ed I McMahon. Am. Yes, right here in the house. You're like I forget the name of on I mean, I'm dating our we're, we're both dating ourselves on the Tonight Show. Whenever you saw um, Carol Wayne on there, I think it was because somebody didn't show up, oh. so they they got Carol <laughs> Wayne. Would you come on the show and? Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're always, always great to have you on because we can pick your brain about all things, uh, classical because we've got a classics question coming Uh-oh. up in this particular. Yeah, minute. but it's been, you know, it's been a couple of years since I opened any of those books. So <laughs> all those Greek names are falling out of my head. Yeah. Yeah. But you did see a uh, clash of the Titans of which is incorrect on this <laughs> thing, but, uh, we're talking about in this particular minute, we've got, they're in their mid- midnight meeting. And uh, they're deciding, or Dutton decides that they need to find out what the uh, what the name of this new organism should be. So of course you've got to ask the government to do to do that for you. And they march over to their ASR thirty three type teletypewriter. And uh, dear old, uh, we watch Doctor Stone type. Gazik 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 gazik. He's doing the. He's definitely using both index fingers on this one. Mm-hmm. Not a not a typist. No, well, men weren't in those days. You know, it was women who had to take typing classes in school. Yeah, they should have clapped their hands and had Levitt to go over and type the thing up. So, <laughs> um, wow, I've got many questions about this particular one. Uh, he goes, he goes over to the teletypewriter, and as you, you, when you took computer classes, you had to do time sharing, right, on a teletype when you were back in the seventies. Wasn't quite that long ago dear no i didn't do that i i actually used a teletype machine at my first job oh wow the real teletypes it's in the real teletype yes when i worked at the warehouse my part-time job in high school was working at a frozen food warehouse and one of the bigger customers um, um a big name in the frozen food industry i'm not going to talk about them here but they had the greatest new invention they had a dedicated teletype machine installed in our office just for their orders Wow. And I can remember we'd be sitting there. Most of our orders came in over the phone or some of them literally came in by mail if they weren't, you know, time constrained. But every now and then we'd hear a ding, ding, ding. And we'd all we'd all turn and look at the teletype machine and, <laughs> and watch the little thing going bzz, 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 back and forth. Incoming. And it was always something something like, you know, send 500 boxes of frozen spinach right away. <laughs> yes, Mr. Bird thighs. Oh, I mean, misspelling. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, well, here, here they're, they're uh, gosh, these are, these bring back many memories of high school of using a teletype and typing in things. But it's amazing they don't have to log in, they don't have to do anything, and uh, and they also represent wildfire in its entirety. I mean, apparently, uh, Doctor Stone is wildfire. He types in. That's yeah. That's the impression I got too. Is that you know, they. <laughs> There was no question of who's this, who's talking to us now. They they just automatically knew. Oh, it's it's him. It's it's Doctor Stone. We got to pay attention. Yeah, shouldn't it be? Uh, shouldn't it be something like you know Stone eighty six twenty two? It should have like some really long name of who that you know. The the guy mopping the floors could come over and say, yeah, give me a give me a code for this. 
Um, it's it's very very peculiar. But he says, "Why?" Well, no, put- now you now you've got me thinking back to my early experiences with the teletype, and when that machine rang, we knew who it was because it was. I don't know if it went on a. It must have gone over the phone lines, but yeah. it was only that one machine for that one customer. Wow. It wasn't like a computer terminal where anybody could message you. How often did you get it? Like once a day or every day? Oh, no, every... several times a day. This is a big client. And whenever whenever wow. they get a new order, they sent it to our warehouse or any of their warehouses all over the country. Wow. <laughs> Someone back at the head office said, this is genius. And then we'd have to rip it off the teletype. And then the order clerks would type it up on their typewriters. And then they'd separate the carbon copies. And then they'd roll it up and send it in the pneumatic tube down to the warehouse. <laughs> Boy, do I sound old. Wow. Yeah, Captain Nemo would be proud. Uh, <sighs> uh, so, so he types in uh, wildfire to central codes, and he says, I've, in, I've isolated the organism wish coding. So uh, they want, because Dutton insists on getting a code name, because they can't go any further without, you know, there's going to be a lot of reports, and you just can't write subject X. Yeah, I'm assuming they all had to fill out multiple copies of reports about everything they're doing. So it does make sense that they'd have a name to put up on the heading of all the reports. Yeah, the bureaucracy is required. So uh, after after they do, let's see, after he types that in, they get this very long message from Central Codes saying that they're going to open a new category. The code for your organism will be Andromeda. The code for it will read out Andromeda Strain. This is one of those things where you lean in and it's it's a movie that mentions the name of the movie. So this, mm-hmm. here we go. 104 minutes. We finally get to somebody naming the movie. There, there are entire websites devoted to that concept. Yeah, like uh, I, I think my favorite one is um, First Contact, Star Trek First Contact. It's the first mm-hmm. contact where Zephram uh, Cochran said, you your guys are astronauts on some sort of Star Trek. I was like, yeah, that's Ooh. good. Ugh. Uh, and they do mention first contact on there too, so it's it's always an ex- exciting thing that they said the thing. They said the thing. Do they mention the word Jaws in the movie Jaws? Uh, well, they mentioned bite radius. I don't know if they mentioned Jaws. <laughs> I do know they this is not a boating accident, and the, the bite radius is different. Uh, now, hmm, I don't I don't think they do. <laughs> Sorry, mention didn't the mean to distract you. Oh gosh, now I'm gonna have to ponder that. Uh, they do well. They they show two thousand and one in some of the uh the computer readouts but they uh-huh. uh but that that's not there um hmm okay well that that'll be a that'll be something for the for the people for the on jaws our Face- minute people yeah for yeah our people on our facebook page if they want to mention where their favorite uh i mean i know where everybody says superman <laughs> in the movie superman it's easy to find that it's mentioned several times so uh i, I guess that would be the most obvious ones so they, they finally get their, their they're opening a new code and they you know they mention that it's the Andromeda strain and so they're all looking at it and Dutton of course says the first thing that comes to mind is why why Andromeda and I was uh, wondering that myself yeah why Andromeda I, I I thought my my feeling is they had like when you name hurricanes you know you start with the A's and the B's so it's Andrea and then uh, Bernie and then uh, Charlotte and so on. Okay, so their project Wildfire, does that mean they've gone through 20-something other projects already? I guess. I mean, it's like, you know, Area 51 was the A, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Andromeda, 
uh, Levitt seems like she has an answer, and she says, Andromeda's our closest, but she's a girl, so she gets cut off. And then Hall interrupts again, because yeah. that's what he's constantly doing in this part of the movie, is interrupting people. Yeah, my guess Except on... this this time, I think he's got a good reason for interrupting. That's true, yeah. Finding out why they named it after a, uh, after a uh, Greek... Uh, well, she's not a god. She's not a goddess, I mean. She's just, no, she's we, just... we tend to think of all the ancient Greek mythological characters as gods and goddesses, but a lot of them were, were human or they were semi-human. They were semi-mortal and partial god, which was, there, there was a whole hierarchy and it got very confusing if you tried to straighten it out. Yeah, but she was just a, she was, I think she was just a human, right? She had a, her mother was Cassie P. Well, you know more about this. You're a classic, you're a classics major, so oh, let me... trust me, I've forgotten more than I ever knew. But um, let me see. I think she was royal. That's it. I think she was a princess, not a goddess, but a princess. She's the daughter of the king of uh, of Ethiopia. Ethiopia. And, yeah, that much I remember. Yeah, and her and her Poseidon, mom was Cassie P. Um, her mom was bragging on her, and so Poseidon got upset about that. Right, she Cassiopeia said that she was more beautiful than the Nereids, and the Nereids were the the daughters of Poseidon. they're mermaids, right? Daughter, daughters of Poseidon. Yes. Yeah, so um, well, in some in some versions of the mythology, they're mermaids, in others they're sea creatures made of foam, and there's a lot. There are a lot of different versions of every Greek myth. Yeah, I, I just like thinking Little Mermaid, and there were all the other sisters of <laughs> well, Ariel. Every... Yes, one of them was named Ariel. And... <laughs> They sang every day in front of it. You know, and she they, had red hair. Yeah. <laughs> she had thingamabobs. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. she, she but, but she was, uh, uh, and, and there, she, Cassiopeia said that her daughter Andromeda was more beautiful than the Nereids. And Poseidon mm-hmm. got mad, so he released the Kraken. And uh, they tied Andromeda to a rock for the Kraken to have for a snack. Right, but Perseus, her da, future, da, da, da. yeah, Perseus. Per, yeah, Harry Hamlin, uh, came, <laughs> came, came and rescued her, and uh, the, yeah, the, the movie got that wrong because they they thought that she had they thought that Cassiopeia had insulted uh, Aphrodite, uh, Maggie Smith, so yes, yeah, so she yeah. had she had insulted Aphrodite, and because she had done that, she would have to uh, give up her her child. Uh, to the the kraken was going to eat her but then perseus had captured the gorgon's head and showed the gorgon's face to the kraken and turned him into stone Mm -hmm. and i think to this day there's somewhere in crete or something that is supposed to be the stone pillar of the kraken the kraken Ah, okay. So, I did not know that. I, well, we'll see that someday when we get to greece right? i'm sure it's out there on one of those islands somewhere we mm-hmm. could say oh that's that's where andromeda was so anyway they they were uh, they were mortals, but Zeus decided to honor them by having them live in the stars. So you can see, uh, not not this time of year, a little bit in the springtime in the northern hemisphere, you can see, uh, well, in, in the summertime, you can see the Andromeda galaxy, and you can see Cassiopeia way overhead in the summertime. But uh, not, None of which seems to have anything to do with what's going on in the movie no, and no, what they've discovered. It, no, and... I, th- I think what what Levitt was going to say was that Andromeda is our closest galaxy to the Milky Way. I think that makes it, that makes sense. Like, well, it came from Andromeda, if nowhere else. So, Okay. <laughs> That's... I don't know. She was just making a guess. And, and in the meantime, Hall is tearing off these things from the, the teletype machine, which seem to have days worth of messages just accumulating there and rolling onto the ground and nobody had been paying any attention to them 
And my first thought is when they went into that room, they, wouldn't they have said, oh, look, there's messages on the teletype? Yeah. What, what's been happening for the past two days, three days when, when he's yeah, been down exactly. there? exactly. But, but none uh, of them paid any attention until Hall just randomly, because he was bored looking over the other one's shoulders, he started to look at the messages. And he's apparently found something important. Yeah, and he he said that Directive Seven Twelve has not been acted upon. Well, yeah, let me let let me let Doctor Stone say it here that he it's not been acted upon. An alternative Directive Seven Eleven now in effect, and then he they didn't drop the bomb and the idiots. That's <laughs> a beautiful it's a beautiful way that he he just expresses himself as idiot. I'm sure this is a G rated movie, so he had to say it that way. <laughs> he probably didn't use use those phrases even back in the seventies. Anyway, we'll we'll uh we'll talk about that tomorrow though. This is uh this is not a today thing, but uh, yeah, I was about to say, aren't you getting a little yeah, bit ahead of yourself? Yeah, I get. Yeah, I, I, these things all flow into each other. But I know you get so wrapped up in the plot that it's just yeah. impossible to stop. Uh, but it's uh yeah, it, it continues on and on and on. But we'll we'll talk more about yeah seven twelve and seven eleven tomorrow. <laughs> um, you don't have anything to promote or plug right now, right? I just I... um. Not a thing. No. Still working away on those uh, music lessons at home. No, that's I'm good. not ready for my concert performance yet. We're... Maybe the next podcast you do, I'll be able to do the background music you, you for can, it. You can play us in. It'll sound at least mm-hmm. as good as the uh, soundtrack to the Wow. Well, uh, yeah, I've got nothing to plug here, except that for people who want to go out to our social media, we're always available on uh, Project Wildfire, the Andromeda Minute on Facebook, or at Andromeda Minute on Twitter. Those are places to go and chat back with us about the uh, the complete lack of content we've been providing lately on our show. <laughs> but it's been good. You want here? We got we got Greek mythology today. That was pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, so tomorrow we'll talk about uh, other stuff. But we'll we'll get there. Uh, so join us here, or not tomorrow, but Friday. Join us here as we finish out the week uh, on our next show. So please uh, come back in the meantime. Please do the three things we always talk about: wash your hands for twenty seconds. Uh, wear a mask and stay six feet apart and hopefully everybody will get vaccinated and this plague will be over with and we can stop watching this movie. Uh, But we'll see you here next time on the Andromeda Minute. Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here.